0: What's up, everybody? You want to know why third-party verification and your CBD testing is important? Well, stay tuned to this next episode, and Michael Richman of Green Scientific Labs will tell you why. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank... Powered by Riverside FM. That's right, our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes, check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast Top 100. This is the Good Dudes Grow 2.0 On the Good Dudes Grow 2.0 We're here to let you know The importance of plant-based medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health We're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives. We want to teach you the healing power of plant based medicine. This is the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Dudes Grow. I'm your host, Gary Roberts. And on today's show, we're going to learn about third party testing and why it's important when you buy CBD or cannabis. We're going to talk to Michael Richman, who is the co-founder of Green Scientific Labs. Founded in 2019, Green Scientific Labs is ISO certified and holds a certified marijuana testing laboratory license from the Florida Department of Health Office of Medical Marijuana Use. Green Scientific Labs offers full service cannabis testing out of their 14,000 square foot state of the art facility to nationwide hemp clients and to Florida licensed medical marijuana treatment centers. Currently, they test for cannabinoid content, basically the potency, terpene content, water activity, moisture content, pesticides, residue solvents, heavy metals, filth, and foreign materials, microbiological contaminants. Green scientific labs have two main objectives to ensure only the safest and best products reach the hands of consumers. That would be you guys and empower their clients with all the tools to effectively scale their business operations. I'd like to welcome Michael Richmond to the show. Michael Richmond, thank you for coming to the show. Um, I've been trying to get somebody on my show, that third party, to explain a little bit better, more than I can, exactly the intricates of how it works. But give us a little background on you and how you got started in the cannabis third party testing business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have been involved in uh, database, digital marketing, data security, software development since early 2000. Uh, my wife and I were minority investors in a clinical lab, think core quest type of thing. And a, a gentleman that brought me into that deal, introduced me to somebody who is now one of my best friends and my partner in the lab, who had been trying to open up sort of a third party compliance testing laboratory in the state of California, the deal fell through, he still had an interest in doing it, he had built out a whole business model. And right, I hadn't smoked weed in 20 years since i had been to college, but you know, I know how to run a business and the the numbers made sense you know you you looked at the void in the market you looked at the potential financial upside and you know we just we formed an llc the next day raised some capital and we're off to the races
0: that that's pretty that's pretty incredible so you're a co-founder of green scientific labs now a lot of people there's a lot of different labs out there and i like to tell everybody else it's good to go through an accredited lab now why is it important that a lab that tests cannabis and hemp I could be accredited.
1: Well, it's interesting because the, the standard in the industry is ISO 17 O two five. And we got our ISO accreditation from Perry Johnson. Um, however, when you get that accreditation, what it does is, is it, it shows that you have the necessary processes in place, right? How do you store samples? What is your disposal process? Uh, what does your paperwork look like? And, and at the very least, you got to make sure you have that buttoned up, but there are a lot of labs out there that have gone through that, Um, that still don't have quality science. So as much as it's important to work with a, an ISO accredited lab, it's also important to work with a team that has the, the intelligent people on staff that understand the plant, understand the nuances of how you make different products. And we've seen them all, um, because one without the other, you know, you might as well not use a lab at
0: all. Right, exactly, and like you said, you saw the numbers. It made it, it made it intelligent to jump into this business, but a lot of people jump in it just for the numbers, like you said, and not knowing about the plant, especially nowadays, since all across the state of, of America, every state has a different almost a different standard. So all labs don't have, do they have an industry standard across the United States or are they all completely different?
1: No, not at all. And so, uh, you know, one thing, you know, I, I obviously as a businessman and an entrepreneur, the numbers had to make sense, but my my daughter who was 11 at the time, uh, 11 now at the time was eight, um, was utilizing CBD uh, for some anxiety. So, you know, I had a, a personal connection to making sure that whatever she was taking was gonna be safe. Um, it's interesting, the, the uh, passing of the 2018 Farm Bill opened up a flood of players in this space, right? So it allowed for uh, cannabis to cross state lines as long as the Delta 9 was below the point, th- Delta 9 THC was below the, the 0.3% threshold. But aside from that, right, which makes it legal, makes it being able to be called hemp or CBD, um, there is no standardization across the industry. So, you know, we test for brands like Medterra, uh, brands like Reliva, uh, Cadenwood, and you know the really good brands, they are sort of defaulting to the strict marijuana standards, which would be uh, like you, you'll find in California or Florida. Uh, Florida, for example, requires 67 pesticides. Um, you have states in our wonderful republic that are still getting on board. So their only requirement is that the Delta 9 be below 0.3%. So again, if you're a legit brand, If you are um, selling e-commerce and have the potential to sell into these different states, we always recommend kind of going through that full panel of testing to make sure that you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's on the business side.
0: Right. And... Just so I, so I understand that. So Florida and California are higher testing or are, are, are more, how do you say, a bigger panel or a more in-depth testing than across the other states. Is that correct? Sure. So you have states, and don't quote me because I'm not our you know,
1: in-house counsel or <laughs> our compliance officer, but a state like um, South Carolina, I remember when we first opened, they again just had that, that 0.3 Delta 9 requirement you know, at the federal level. Whereas Florida right now, um, you know, if Nikki Freed were to go pluck a, a sample off the shelf and scan the QR code and see what you've tested for, you better have tested for potency, which would identify the fact that it's legally hemp. You know, your Delta 9 is below the 0.3. Um, you better have tested for pesticides. You better have tested for mycotoxins, for residual solvents, a full microbial panel. Um uh, filth and foreign material water activity. So a state like California or a state like Florida has, you know, off the top of my head, an eight or nine, uh, test panel. Whereas other states are just kind of doing the bare minimum, not because there's any malicious intent. It just, it takes a while to learn and know what you don't know. And then, you know, kind of follow suit with some of the other states.
0: Right. And on that note, let me ask you, why is it more important for a consumer to know all this? Well, so the average
1: consumer, um, you know, let's take my wife, right? My wife, um, when she is in GNC or she's taking, well, she probably knows more than the average consumer, just, you know, being married to me. But, you know, when you're in GNC or you're in Kroger or something and you're taking a, a bottle and you're scanning the QR code and let's say you have two tinctures that look exactly the same and one tests just for potency, right? So you're verifying the label claim. You know that it says a thousand milligrams, there's a thousand milligrams in it, um, where the other one test for all of those things I mentioned a couple minutes ago. Well, the, the cannabis plant is one of the most absorbent plants really in nature. So, you know, think about if there was um, some sort of pesticide from a local municipality that was being used, the plant's going to absorb that, you know, Um, the plant is picking up. I mean, we test down to parts per billion. So the plant is picking up metals that might be in the ground. So there are all of these things that could potentially be in the product and, you know, you don't have to be a scientist to to read the COA and understand that this amount of, you know, amazosol, which is used in citrus, is, is a safe amount. Um, just knowing that the brand you're about to, you know, put in your body took the time and effort to do a full panel should be, you know, enough of a confidence boost, you know, versus that one that's just kind of doing the bare minimum.
0: Right. And it then includes what for those who are actually testing who say they're THC free. And I've gotten through a bunch of them. They say they're THC free, but they count 0.3% as being THC free. And they show basically that there's no THC in their bottle on their label. So it, it you need to have some sort of test actually quantify that correct yeah absolutely and you know
1: obviously employers are becoming more and more lenient there was a time a couple of years ago when I was wondering where this industry was gonna go at some point it, it gained enough momentum where you're like All right there's no stopping this so eventually you know employers are going to have to uh, uh, ease up on some of their maybe drug testing you know requirements where again you know cannabis um, is, is not a big deal right again I don't partake right. you know, it, it's not a big deal and you um, You know, but for those that don't, if if you are taking a product and they are lying about their lab results or, or, you know, what have you, you could potentially be in danger with your employer if they're doing drug testing and, you know, they're, they're skating on that, that 0.3%, you know, and if they're not using a good lab, the lab report may say 0.3 and they may think they're doing everything right, but they're using sort of a mediocre lab where the science isn't dialed in and, you know, eventually the lab is going to put you at risk, you know?
0: Right, exactly. So let me ask you this. Have you been in a situation when you first started up and people were getting into the industry, like you said, it was like the wild, wild west, everybody floated, flood into it. Did you get companies just to get sales, call you up and say, hey, can you do something about the lab report or can you, can you alter something? Have you ever been in those type of situations or heard of that type of situation? Heard about it? Absolutely. Um, you know, I can't remember.
1: So, right? As a tech guy, we built all of our own software from scratch. You know, I didn't want to use Confident Cannabis, which is kind of what most labs use. It's sort of an out-of-the-box software. Um, And when, when we built our website, unlike a lot of other labs out there, you can't just sign up for an account, right? There's other labs where you can just fill out your information, they'll generate a username and password, and you can go in and place your order. The reason we didn't do that is we wanted an opportunity to speak to every client that we were going to be onboarding. You know, we wanted to Listen, I, you know, I'm married, happily married with five young children. It's important for me to put my head down on my pillow at night and know we're doing the right thing. So I'm not going to get in bed with a brand that is not doing the right thing. And I let that be known up front. You know, we hired the best scientists in the country. You know, we have, you know, the best compliance guy, in my opinion, in the country. Um, so we're we're trying to do everything right. And when I kind of say those things up front, you know,
0: it, it may scare off some of those guys that are trying to play in the gray. Right. Right. Do you do any testing for like a DEA or are you looking to get anywhere with them or? Yeah. So,
1: so, so crazy enough um, this week, we actually, were we're probably a couple weeks away from getting our DEA registration. Um, we were backed up a little bit. I had to install this crazy um, uh, vault within our lab, you know, giant concrete walls and everything. But, you know, we've proven we have all the processes in place. That was the final step. And, It was just kind of on back order, like everything else right now under this administration. But um, I got a call two years ago. I won't say the guy's name, but he he called me desperate because he had 30 pounds of hemp flour that um, crazy enough fell off the back of a truck and (laughs) and the he, he got arrested. And the problem, at least at the time, and I don't know if things have changed, but the technology that um, our, our law enforcement, and I back the blue, our law enforcement has only can tell if it's present or absent as far as THC. They can't tell on the fly that it's, you know, 0.3 percent Delta nine. So um, he actually gave me the name of the arresting officer, a detective. This was in California. I convinced this guy. We hit it off. He actually sent me some of the flour and I was able to exonerate this guy. That is so awesome. Yeah. um, So, but the DEA registration is more for the, you know, the ability to kind of have controlled substances crossing state lines. Um, Right. It doesn't inhibit anything that we do.
0: Right. Right. So off the wall question, with all this talk about psychedelics, do you see your company going into that testing at all? Um.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, we're, we're on a pretty, uh, pretty aggressive growth pattern right now. We are about to get our license in Arizona. We have an unbelievable 10,000 square foot facility out there. Um, We are done with our build out in New Jersey. We have uh, locations that are at at various stages of build out in Illinois, Massachusetts, and Michigan. Um, You know, with the psychedelic stuff, we have all the instrumentation to do that. Um, But, you know, when you're going to test a new substance, you have to develop new methods and all this other stuff. And we, we have the ability to do it, but it's just a matter of manpower you know? Right. So right now with the clients that we have and a lot of our big, we test for about 1500 hemp and CBD brands all over the United States, because again, they can send them into us. Like Medterra sends them from California just because I believe we are the best. Um, with the marijuana, we have to be present in every state where we're going to test because it can't cross right. state lines. Right. And, right. um, uh, our, our larger clients are these big MSOs, multi-state operators. So for us, we're kind of, uh, planting our flag where they are because it's, it's built in revenue. Unlike when I started this lab, you know, just like any business, you have your burn rate, you know, how much capital do I have left before I, you know, I get in the, in the green. Um, yeah. We're not going to have that problem as we open up the other labs. So we've been approached. I know a lot of guys in the psychedelic space, um, but I, you know, it, it's not necessarily on our our radar at the moment.
0: Okay, interesting. So if some company or somebody like me who is thinking about opening, or I've opened one, but thinking about uh, using a, a third party tester, how would they get in touch with you? What's the best way to go about it? What's the process or where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty simple. I mean, if you go to greenscientificlabs.com
1: and you click login, right, um, there's basically going to be a, a twofold option. One, if you have an existing username and password, or two, if you're interested in becoming a client. Um, you know, you fill out a little bit of basic information and we have a very robust, uh, client services team, you know, again, a lot of guys that got in the lab space in the beginning, they, they treated it. They treated it like they were dealing with a novelty item. Like, wow, this is so cool. We're testing weed, you know, as a business guy, it doesn't matter if it's weed widgets, tires, I know how to run a business. So customer service 101, right. It's made me successful in other businesses. So for that reason, we have a, a very, um, a very, um, capable, very, um, you know, science heavy customer service team that, you know, they're going to get back to you in an hour and ask you some base, basic information, get your username and password and kind of walk you through the process.
0: That's absolutely fabulous. So if anybody who's listening, who's thinking about opening a CBD company and not sure where you can get a, actually a qualified third party, go check out green scientific labs. They're probably your guys, your go-to guys from what we hear. Michael, I thank you for coming to my show. It was nice and quick and very informative, and I appreciate it. I'm sure that all my first responders now know what, what a third party is supposed to look like. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. Again, uh, appreciate
1: greatly what you guys do, man. So stay safe out there. Thank you, Michael. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll have some links for you. So if you're interested in starting your podcast yourself, one of the best places to go is – podcast powertrain right now they're doing an, an amazing offer for all their course material if you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there also if you're looking for a platform not sure which platform to use to record your show on riverside fm is the one we use You can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside. Check them out, and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for all listening to the show, and we will see you. Well, we'll see you. but. Good Dudes Grow 2.0 Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend. Leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. I'm oh.